Did you know that studies show that four-year-olds ask an average of 300 questions per day? Now, now that is 100,000 questions per year. That is quite a bit. Now, did you know that studies say that adults, they ask 10 questions per day? Now, that's quite the contrast, wouldn't you say? Uh, I mean, the, the question is, is that why do kids ask so many questions and why do adults ask such little questions? And, you know, we know all the kids, they don't have all the answers yet. But I think maybe we can agree that children, they are shameless. They are not afraid to ask. They are not afraid to ask anyone and everyone about anything. And they are also bold and unrelenting when it comes to asking. And so they are not concerned with what other people think. You know, they don't care that they don't have all the answers. They don't care that they don't have it all together. They don't care that they have to require help and that they, they do not have everything that they need. Whereas adults, you know, I think we tend to believe and want to believe that we do have all the answers that we do have it all together, that we do not need any help, and we do have everything that we need. Now, we also tend to not want to be vulnerable and dependent by asking other people what we need. Now, in Breen Brown's Daring Greatly book, Brown describes vulnerability as uncertainty, as risk, and as emotional exposure. You know, it's that unstable feeling that we get when we step out of our comfort zone and we go out and we loosen our control. And so can we agree that being vulnerable, it is not very much fun. It is hard work, it is scary, and we don't enjoy bearing our souls to other people. I mean, who wants to show that we are helpless, defenseless, that we are weak, and maybe even powerless? So that leads me to... We truly find it a hard time to just ask anybody for what we need. And actually, some of us may even take pride in knowing that we have or believing that we have everything that we need. Because unfortunately, culture tells us to be independent, tells us to be strong, tells us to hide our feelings, tells us to be in control, and tells us to have it all together. But do you know what Jesus tells us. Jesus tells us to be like the little children. Be vulnerable for vulnerability leads to getting what you need. Now I'm going to take us to a story in the Bible about a man who asked for what he needs. It's the parable of a friend at midnight, also known as the importunate, which is the persistent neighbor. Now Jesus shares this parable after the disciples tell him or ask him how to pray. He, they say, teach me how to pray. And it's also after the Lord's prayer. And so this is a prayer parable. It is a teaching on prayer and it can be found in Luke and it's chapter 11, verse 5 through 13, if anybody wants to turn there with me. And Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, Friends, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine is on a journey and has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children are in bed. I cannot get up and I cannot give you anything. 
Now let's pause here because hospitality, it was a sacred duty in the ancient Near East. So if anyone came to you after a long journey, you would definitely want to have something for them to provide for them as they came to you. Now the friend, he did not have what he needed when his traveling friend arrived. So he went out to a neighbor and he asked a neighbor for what he needed. Now talk about putting yourself out there, right? Literally, in the middle of the night, he had to go and ask somebody for what he needed. Now that is walking out vulnerability and being bold, admitting you don't have what you need, having to go to somebody else for what you need, and having to ask at a very inconvenient time, like midnight. And during those days, just so you know, homes, they were very small, and typically everyone in the home, kids included, they would all sleep on one mat. And the doors were also very heavy, and there were locks, and there were padlocks on them. So opening the door would awaken the entire family. And if you have a two-year-old, you do not want to do that. So you can understand why this would be a terrible time to open your door. But let's look at what happens next. I tell you, even though he will get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. See, the friend didn't get up because they were friends. No, the friend got up because of the persistence of the friend. He was not leaving. He was standing there by the door. He was shameless. He was bold. He was persevering. He was probably a little bit annoying. He wouldn't go away. And he stood there until he got what he needed. Now, the friend at midnight, see, he knew who to ask. He knew where to ask. And he knew uh, who to ask, which resulted in getting what he asked. Now, this isn't a teaching for us today to go over and ask our friend at midnight for a loaf of bread. No, this is actually a teaching on how to persistently ask God for what we need through prayer. And so listen to what comes next. Out of the very mouth of Jesus. And I tell you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. I want you to ask yourself, do you really believe this prayer verse? And I'm sure many of you have actually seen that and have it memorized. Do you, do you believe in that prayer verse based on your current prayer life? Because I think if we truly do, we would be praying all of the time. I mean, Jesus just spoke this word, and he gave us a prayer promise, and he has promises, three different promises in this scripture. So, ask and you'll seek, or ask and you'll get. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the doors will be open. And you guys, this is not a cute fortune cookie quote here. This is literal words from Jesus from the Bible. And so this is biblical truth about receiving what we need and asking for what we need through prayer. Now, my question to you today is, what do you need? What do you need? Where do you need to be vulnerable in your life and what do you need? Maybe there's somebody who needs hope and encouragement. Maybe you are so discouraged by everything that's going out there in the world, you just need some hope. Maybe you need wisdom or you need direction. Are you changing jobs? Are you looking for a new job? Or do you need a new home? Whatever it is, but you need some direction in your life. 
You know, maybe during COVID you lost some friends or you have just stepped out and you felt really not social. And so you really are lonely and you are looking for some friendship right now, some community. You know, maybe you have something placed in your heart, maybe a desire on your heart. It's a little scary or whatever it is that you need to jump into, but you need to ask God for boldness and for courage. Oh, maybe, maybe there is somebody who is suffering an addiction because it is suffering. So maybe there is somebody in here that needs to go get help and needs to share that with somebody else. And maybe somebody just walked in this room today and they did not want to come in this room. They were like, I have no energy. I barely can put one foot in front of the other. And so you need strength. And then maybe, maybe there is somebody in this room who just is not happy, is just not happy, cannot find joy. So maybe there is somebody in this room that needs to ask to have joy again. Now, I don't know what your need is, but what I do know is that you each have a need. But if we are honest, if we're honest with ourselves of what that need is. So how do we do this? So what is the formula? We actually got the prayer formula. Jesus gives us a formula on how to pray and get what we ask for. I mean, that is absolutely incredible. So we are going to use today this ASK acronym, which is ask, seek, and knock. Okay, ask. We need to ask God. We need to ask God for what we need through prayer. And what is prayer? Prayer is simply talking to God. It is talking to God. It is being humble. It is submitting to God. And it is sharing your feelings and your heart and being real. Now, I asked my five-year-old when I was preparing this message why he thought adults don't ask as many questions as kids. And his response was, well, adults just don't talk that much. But I was thinking, you know what? There's kind of a lot of us that may be talking a little too much. So the question is, are we talking to God enough? That is the question. Are we talking to God enough? Are we talking to God and are we asking him for what we need? Listen to what James says. He says, you do not have because you do not ask. It is that simple. You don't have because you don't ask. And I also think some of us don't ask God for things because we think we need to be sinless. We think we need to have it all together. We think we need to know all of the answers. We think we need to be better before we come to God. And we're waiting for just the right time to ask God. Here's the thing about God. Any time is the right time with God. There's no inconvenient time. God invites your hot mess to him and even in the darkest hour, even at midnight. So, God the Father, he knows, uh, he knows what you need. And so he wants us to bring our weaknesses, bring our honesty, and it's vulnerable to him. And here's the thing, is that what you need, this may surprise somebody in this room, what you need, God already knows what you need. The Bible tells us your Father knows what you need before you ask him in Matthew 6, 8. And so since God knows what we need, that must mean that God sees us. God sees us. You know, so um, my son and I, we have played hide and, hide and seek in our home. And so in our front room, in our living room, we have this little table. And so we play hide and seek. And one time, I even took a picture of this, he went to go hide and he had his head tucked under the table, but his feet were sticking straight out. 
So I can so totally see all of his feet out there. And I'm like, where is crew? Oh, can anybody find him? I cannot find him. I cannot see him. But here's the thing. He was not fooling me. He was not fooling me. And you cannot fool God. You cannot hide from God. He sees your weaknesses. He sees your worries. He sees your shortcomings, your needs, and your concerns. The Bible tells us, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise and you perceive my thoughts from afar. So be honest with God. God sees you. God doesn't shame you. God loves you. And so speaking of hide and seek, that leads me to the S part in seek. Seek. God wants us to seek him. You know, the word seek in Hebrew means to search out by any method. So what's the, what's the method to seek God? Some might know these methods as spiritual disciplines. So it is a re, you know, reading the word, it is staying in community, it's staying in prayer, it is worshiping through music. And the Bible tells us, when you seek me and find me, when you seek me with all of your heart, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And the key words here, all of your heart. Seek God with all of your heart. Which brings me to the K and ask. Knock. Knock. Keep knocking, keep asking, and keep seeking. But why? Many of you have already asked this question or you're asking this question to yourself right now. It's one of the most famous prayer questions. Why do I need to pray? Why do I need to pray? If God already knows, if God already sees me, why do I need to pray? Because God wants a relationship. God wants a relationship with you. God knows you, but the question is, do you know God? Do you know him? Do you know, do you get to know, you get to know somebody by trusting somebody, you get to know them by staying close, by talking to them, by asking them questions and being vulnerable. And so one more thing about knocking, and this is a hard one for me and perhaps you. Right now, when you are knocking, you are actually in a waiting season. See, while you're knocking, you are waiting on the Lord. But be encouraged with this, as this is one of the hardest parts for me, is the waiting period. But be encouraged with what the Bible says. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. God is growing your relationship with him. He's building trust and he is strengthening you. God is actually preparing you for what he is going to give you. And God loves to give to his children. God loves to give to his children that ask him. So listen here, what father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And the logic here is how much more? How much more would a heavenly Father give his children than an earthly father would give his children? See, God gives us the Holy Spirit, so he gives us all good gifts. Those are the best gifts, the endless. He has the endless supply of riches that overflow. 
Jesus is the fountain of living waters. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords, and he has more than enough to give to his children. He is the creator of the universe, and the creator of the universe is saying to you today, come to me. I will give you what you need. I will give you what you ask for. And why does God give? Why does God give? Because God loves his children. I'm reminded of the late 1800s hymn, and for your uh, peace of mind, I will not sing it, but some of you might know it. It would be beautiful if we did all sing it, but that is not my gifting. That is up to worship here. Uh, So this, let's begin here. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Jesus died for all the children of the world. Jesus loves all the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus died for all the children of the world. You know, the Bible tells us for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And so, if you have never put your faith in Jesus Christ, today is the day. Now is the time. Right here, right now, at Faith Covenant. You, what you need to do is you just say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you died on the cross. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe that you rose again. And I want to follow you. I want to be your child. Now, I'm going to close just with... Uh, with this. It's my own personal asking, seeking, knocking story. So in 2020, I felt called to start a prayer group. So I started a prayer group, and um, I believed God said to give it a name. So I gave it a name, and it's called The Vine, and it's based on John 15, 5, which is abiding in Jesus, remaining in Jesus. And so there's about six women, Lori's in there, my um, other good friend, Holly, she's in there, six women, and we meet in a church in downtown Sumner, and we pray for revival. We need revival. So we're praying for people to come alive, to to remember their call, to know their call, to know Jesus, to come to Jesus. And so we pray, we pray for revival, and we do that every single Monday morning at 6 a.m. for about two hours. Now, I wish I could sit here, stand here and just tell you guys this amazing answered prayer. That would be so beautiful if I could just say, you know what, the streets are filled. We have people just lining up to go to church. But the thing is, is that we don't have that yet. We don't have that yet. But what we do have is God's word. And God's word says, now unto him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask, or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. So today, be vulnerable, ask God, and be blessed, his beloved little children. Let's pray. Father God,
Thank you so much for this time together, Lord. Thank you for the word and the scriptures that, uh, that were shared. Jesus, I believe that you are doing something, and I pray for each person in this room. I pray that you just go deep inside their heart, and I pray today that they leave and they are transformed and that they remember how precious they are, that they are little children of you, the creator of the universe, who loves each one. In Jesus' name, amen.